Good morning and welcome to our Daily Word and Prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along on this Sunday morning, where often we like to talk about a Christian song, but today I'd like to do something a little bit different. We've been talking this week about delighting in the Lord, and last night someone sent me a verse that I'd like to refer to, and that comes from Isaiah chapter 58, and it's verse 13 and 14, but I'd like to start with verse 14. Are you ready? This is a great verse. Then you will take delight in the Lord, and I'll make you ride on the heights of the earth, and I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. What an awesome promise that something, if you do something, this, by the way, is a conditional promise, but the promise is, if you do what's in verse 13, we'll see here in a moment, then you will delight in the Lord and you'll ride on the heights of the earth. Now, I don't know if I'm sure exactly what that means, but it sounds like a good thing. It sounds like a place of victory, a place of triumph. One of my deep, strong core beliefs is as Christians, we should be walking in the victory of God. One thing in my heart, one thing I'm here each day, one of my desires is that we not be knocked down and and defeated, and and uh, walking around with a sour attitude, but that we rise above, because we do live in difficult times, and they're becoming more difficult than many of us were used to, say, years ago. There's becoming more canceling of the church, and canceling of Christians, and the battle lines, shall we say, between right and wrong are being drawn, and light and darkness, and sometimes it can feel like we're losing, and we want to be people who personally are triumphing no matter what circumstances. Jesus said in John 16, in the world you have tribulation, take courage, I've overcome the world, and we want to be those overcomers with Jesus no matter what's going on in the world. So here we have an example of a promise that we'll delight in the Lord. And we remember back in Psalm 37, verse 4, if you delight yourself in the Lord, God will give us the desires of our heart. Now, I don't think that means, you know, the, you know just that you should lust and covet all the worldly things, but God will conform our hearts to his desires. He'll bring our hearts into alignment with what he wants us to be and to have in life, and he'll grant us those desires. When I see this verse, I think of building the kingdom. I think of influencing people for Christ. I think of my children and grandchildren loving God and walking in his ways. I think of the the security and joy that comes from having the peace of God and wanting to see that spread and wanting to see the, the ways of the Lord. That's what's in my heart. That's what I'm desiring. I hope you have similar desires. But I want to delight in God right above, right on the heights of the earth. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. This is a promise. So what's the condition to it? Now, this may surprise you, and I'm going to raise something that I don't mean for it to be controversial, but I'll share a little bit about my beliefs on the idea of the Lord's day. Because look what it says. If because if, and this is the condition to verse 14 being fulfilled, if because of the Sabbath you turn your foot from doing your own pleasure on my holy day, and call the Sabbath a delight, the holy day of the Lord honorable, and honor it, desisting from your own ways, from seeking your own pleasure, and speaking your own word, then you will take delight in the Lord, 
and I will make you ride on the heights of the earth, and I will feed you with the heritage of Jacob, your father, for the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Notice the conditions involved. If you do these things on the Sabbath, or what we'd call the Lord's Day. Now, this raises some questions, doesn't it? This is the Lord's Day. Now, I know some people would say it's Saturday. Some people say it's Sunday. Those who say it's Saturday, it, technically the Sabbath in the Old Testament was Saturday, the last day of the week. It seems like many Christians worship God on the Lord's Day because that was the day of the resurrection, and they called it that. And then the New Testament church, we see them gathered together on the first day of the week in Acts chapter 20. And so we can debate Saturday or Sunday, and that's not what I want to get into here. I worship, I, I consider Sunday the Lord's Day. And then the other thing we can have is, well, is it a special day? Because for our culture today, Sunday's no longer a special day. It used to be. It no longer is. And even for many Christians, Sunday is not no longer a special day. It's an optional day. Church is optional for many Christians. If you feel like going, then go. If it looks interesting, you go. If you hear the announcement of what's going to be preached on that Sunday and it looks interesting to you, hey, I think I'll go. If not, I won't. Maybe I got something else to do. Maybe I'm tired. Maybe Saturday night was a late night, and some people just don't even go to church. And so I'd like to share that the principle here, this is found, this concept of honoring the Sabbath, this is actually found, it's one of the Ten Commandments. It's Fourth Commandment, third or fourth, excuse me. Honor the fourth, honor the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days shall you labor and do all your work. The seventh day is a Sabbath unto the Lord. And you ask, well, is that just part of the law? Well, no, he refers back to the creation. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, and on the seventh day he rested. God established this concept of this special day, a day of rest, on the creation week. God rested. Was he tired? No. But he, he modeled for us the idea of rest and some, a rest for the soul, not just the body, but for the soul, a rest for the mind. And these are important things for us human beings. We're created in the image of God. Our God had a day of rest. He worked six days. He rested on the seventh. And that should be the pattern, I believe, that we follow. Now, let's raise the, the principle here. We give God time. We give God a day. We walk in the steps. And as we do, I think that's positive for our, our spiritual health, our mental health, our physical health, our emotional health. All of these things are struggling. I hear so many people talk about our emotional health, our mental health, our spiritual health. And one thing I sometimes ask, do you have, do you give God time? Do you disconnect a bit from the world? Do you desist from your own pleasure, doing your own thing, just doing whatever you want for a day and spend a day and honor God with a day? And if so, how could that affect your mental, physical, emotional, spiritual health? Well, God seems to promise goodness and blessing as we delight in God and that this is related to giving God time. And I want to encourage you to give God time. In my own life, I give God time every day. That's one why we come here and we do this daily word in prayer. We're giving God time every day. And I believe the scriptural pattern is at least once a week, we are giving God a day. Now, when the church can debate this, and the church does, you know, if you're Catholic, 
You're taught that if you don't go to Mass each week, that's, a, that's called a mortal sin. And you can go to hell for that in the Catholic Church. And so they require it. And even Juggle said, no, no, that's so, so legalistic. That's, that's wrong. That's works-based salvation. And sometimes we can almost go to the other side and say, it doesn't even matter. Obviously, we keep the other commandments. You don't commit adultery. You don't steal. You don't murder. You don't, you know, you don't break those commandments. And you don't have false gods. We don't, and we don't think it's right to curse, I hope. But somehow this commandment of the Sabbath, we say, well, that's kind of an optional one. Indeed, Jesus had quite a bit of debate with it in the Pharisees, didn't he? Now, I don't know if he was saying don't honor the Sabbath, but that they had missed the whole point of it. The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. And that's what you need to realize. This is something that's helped me to realize God gave this day for me, for my rest, for my benefit, because then I would seek the Lord and being close to God and having a day for him would be beneficial to me. All of God's commandments are given out of love and love for us and for our benefit. Now, I grew up, the church, the church debates this, but I grew up and I still remember when our practice when we were young, we, everybody went to church. It seemed like most of my friends went to church. If you didn't go to church, that was kind of, you know, we didn't all go to the same church, but if you didn't go to church, that was kind of strange. That was part of our culture. And in time, things changed. I remember with us, our family would go, to church, and then there was a store called Schottensteins. You may know it. They're big contributors to the university here. Our basketball arena is named after the Schottensteins. They were owned by Jewish people, and so they were closed on Saturday, but they were open on Sunday. They Their Sabbath, Saturday, they were closed. Five o'clock Friday night, they closed, and they opened again on Sunday, Saturday evening. Sunday, a lot of people would go shopping there. Now, everything else in the city was closed on Sunday. And then people began to resent that that they got all this retail business on Sunday. And it wasn't long. I remember coming home from church one day and seeing a sign that said, if you shop on Sunday, you'll soon work on Sunday. That stuck with me. I probably was only seven years old when I saw that. If you shop on Sunday, you'll soon work on Sunday. Well, that's what's happened, isn't it? Now everything's open on Sunday. People work on Sunday. Sunday seen as a day, uh, an optional day for church. It's now a day for shopping, a day for football, a day for family, a day for, to relax, a day to do your errands, a day to mow the lawn, a day to do everything. It's kind of like another Saturday. Nothing really special about it, even for many Christians. And we wonder why church attendance has dropped so much. And we wonder why people think church going to church is optional when we teach them honoring the Lord's Day is optional. My practice is simple. On Sunday morning, I start my day here. We go to church. My wife and I go to church. Afterwards, we try and have a meal together. We relax in the afternoon. I usually take a nap. I take it easy. I try and avoid some of the normal things I do. I try not to get on the internet. I don't do it as a legal thing. That's a sin if I do, but I avoid getting on the internet. I avoid watching TV. I avoid just, we avoid shopping. If we have to, we do, but we avoid it. I try not to have responsibilities on Sunday afternoon. I just see it as a day of resting for the Lord. About by six o'clock, I consider my day of the Lord over. I get up, I start thinking my week. I plan my week ahead. I uh, begin to write my daily email for the next day, and I'm on with the day. Sometimes we'll watch something, watch something Sunday evening uh, later on, 
The Chosen is on now. They're releasing theirs each Sunday night. But whatever I do, I try and have from Sunday morning, church and rest in the afternoon. And I may read some. I may think about some. I want to free my mind to seek the Lord. I want to encourage you. Do you want to delight in the Lord and ride on the heights of the earth? Consider how you spend this day, Sundays, the Lord's Day. Consider how you use it. It may be, don't, don't consider it a burden. Call it a delight. Don't consider like, oh, I've got to legally, I can't do this, and there's those all kinds of laws of what you can't do. See it as God has given you a day of rest, mental rest, emotional rest, spiritual rest, physical rest, that he might refresh you and prepare you for the week ahead. Amen? Father in heaven, we want to thank you for that all of your commandments to us are for our good, and we want to thank you that you want us to delight in you and to ride on the heights of the earth, and you want to feed us with this incredible heritage. You want to bless us. Oh, Father, how I pray that we would in every way bring our life into alignment with you and your ways and your commandments, your truth, your teaching. Might we be people of your word. Might we be strong in your word. Might we be people, Lord, who who delight in doing what you say and don't see your commandments or your ways or your even your principles as a as a burden that, that conflicts with us, that's hard and oh woe is me because I'm a Christian, I can't do this or I've got to do that. Father, help us as believers to delight in your ways so that we might delight in you. We give you this day. We want to honor you this day. I pray this day would be a day of refreshing and, and rest and enjoyment and delight for every one of us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for joining with me on this day, but we're here every day. We want to give God time, as I said earlier, we want to give God time every day. So I hope you'll join me as we get into the Word of God each day, pray together, seek the Lord together, Get in this word together. If you're new, welcome. I hope you'll subscribe to our channel, like the video, share with your friends. Until we meet tomorrow, might the Lord bless you, strengthen you, fill you with peace, and give you his rest. God bless you. I love you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.